We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's going on, everyone? Joe Cameron, John Ritchie. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you. Off and rolling this Wednesday morning. Now getting closer. Four days to the Eagles and the Niners. Spurs back at practice today. NFL, by the way, and I'm sure you heard this maybe in the last show, announcing finalists for awards and more Eagles disrespect in the air. It's unbelievable. We'll detail that. Uh, Probably too much respect for Scott Rowland. He made the Hall of Fame. It'll be proper disrespect for Ben Simmons tonight at the Wells Fargo Center against the Sixers. Flyers lose last night in OT. we got a lot to do. All of it within the phone lines. Obviously heavy on the Eagles. 215-592-9494. Richie Rich. Hello, Joe. Hello, John. No one knows who discovered Antarctica. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, it, not really in yeah, today's world. 1773, Captain James Cook uh, sailed across the Antarctic Circle. Yep. He's given credit for that, but he didn't discover Antarctica. He went down there pretty far, but it's still debated. There's a Russian in the mix. There's a British Royal Navy guy in the mix. It, with, right. Who discovered it in, in the 1820s? I'd yeah. like to throw no my one hat knows. in the ring. Your, oh, your hat, yeah. Seltzer. With your yeah. deep knowledge. Well, I'd like, to, I'd like to throw someone's hat in the ring from before the 1700s, and people just didn't – it was documented. That's my theory. That's a good one. That's, I think, you know – I mean, look, look at the, the freaking uh, uh, the, uh, Vikings. They get no credit, right? Came to the New World. They do get some. No, nah, they get no credit. It's There's all about Columbus. Team named they get, they get no, yeah, I'm just telling you. All right, 215-592-9494. I had a lot to get to. Game, four days. Now, heavy around here, obviously, on confidence. Um, is it too much confidence? Maybe. I mean, it is a small point spread. I know I feel pretty confident. I know John feels pretty confident. John, frankly, is probably even more confident than me. But I feel pretty damn good about this game. But I do want to pose the question to everyone here as we just kind of start the show. Is it possible we're taking the 49ers too lightly? Is it possible we're taking the 49ers too lightly? Look, big expectations for a win. But small point spread, short line. Are we taking it a little bit for granted? I mean, consider this, guys. The Niners are a great team. I don't need to repeat it. You heard it. They are. They've won 12 in a row. They have, as John said on Monday, and this line grabbed my attention when he said it, they have megawatt stars. I mean, there's no question that Bosa is a game wrecker. On offense, they have some sensational skill position players. McCaffrey. Debo, one of my favorite players in the league, Debo Samuel. George Kittle, one of my favorite players in the league. Trent Williams, a great offensive lineman. I mean, they got that Fred Warner guy on defense. They got, they got big-time players. They also, by the way, held a pretty darn good Dallas offense. Now, it's not an exceptional Dallas offense. It's not as good 
as when Dak would be better. It's not as good when Amari Cooper was there. It's not as good as when their offensive line was better. But it's a pretty good Dallas offense. They held them to 12 points. So I'm going to post to everyone here at 215-592-9494. This is a keep it real show today. Keep it real. John Ritchie, are we taking the Niners a little bit lightly here? No, we're not, Joe. Uh, the 49ers are good. They are the best team we've faced this year. Uh, by far. I, yeah, <laughs> by, not even close. By, not even close. Not even close. I am all but certain that, that we are the better team, uh, and and that is just based on the roster and when, the way things look when we're full go, which is the way we looked against the, the Giants, 38-7. to I don't expect it's going to be a blowout. I know it won't be a magic carpet ride like it was in the divisional round, but we are the better team, and we will fight to another win, and I I think you can encapsulate it in uh, it's sort of fuzzy logic that 49ers defense is great in a lot of ways they are great at stopping the run we run the ball greater than anyone they've faced and so so what you're talking about here is a strength versus strength situation yep, no question uh you can get even deeper into that with the the DVOA stat uh, and, and that's sort of difficult to conceptualize sometimes. Uh, but we were, you know, the, the best in the NFL at, at pounding people with the football on the ground. You know, to boil it down, they were the best in the NFL at stopping people pounding the ball. I just keep coming back to this notion that Jalen's not making it a run play unless that run play is there for the taking. And if that run play is not there, he checks out. He finds something else that will work. I I do not believe we're taking this San Francisco defense too lightly in the respect that I don't think they're great at stopping big pass plays. You know, that's like the staple of our Jonathan Gannon approach, limiting those those big game-changing plays. We Jalen, holy cow, Jalen on those plus 25 plays has been lights out this season. 125 quarterback rating, only one interception on passes of 25 yards or more. That's incredible. Ten touchdowns. Uh, when when you look at the way they're a bottom five team against those big passing plays, the the pu- plus 25 pass plays. So I believe we can run the ball because Jalen will put us in advantageous situations because the coaching staff allows him to do that. And this 49ers defense, they love, just like ours, they're predicated upon putting uh, their opponent into a pass-first situation where they can tee off with their big guns, you know, Nick Bosa. They're not going to get us in that situation. We we – have the right plays at the right well, time. Well, uh, listen, uh, it's practical. Yeah, and the I want to approach. And it. I want to hear from everyone at two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I mean, what your assessment of this is? I'll tell you this: my honest opinion: Are we taking the 49ers too lightly? Uh, I would say probably. I would say probably. Now, I think the Eagles are going to win. I want to be clear. I Joe, do think the Eagles are going to win. It's and, the NFC Championship game. We're not taking it lightly. Well, uh, John, here's the deal: but we, you and I both believe we will win. We this do, game. but consider this: we've been doing this show. For two days now, two days and eight minutes, you know, four, two shows of four hours, a third show that's eight minutes in. James, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've had one Eagles fan 
call in and say the Eagles are going to lose? No. Okay. I mean, like that's my that's my point is that there is overwhelming confidence the Eagles will win, and I believe that too. But, I mean, let's not lose sight of the fact it's not a big point spread and the okay. 49ers are very good. Yeah. And, John, I'll say this, and I know you kind of poo-poo this when I bring it up, but it is in my psyche as a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I've seen the Eagles at home as a favorite lose the conference title game to the Bucs in 2 Carolina in 3 I saw them on the road, but also as a favorite, a four-point favorite, a bigger favorite than this week, lose to Arizona in 8 conference title game. All right. So, it, like, that stuff – I, I say to myself, what does it mean? It means that sometimes when you think you're going to win, you don't. Now, let me tell you why. I, okay. Okay. Now, let me tell you why I think the Eagles are going to win. Jalen Hurst. I think he's just better than Purdy. Sure. And I, I think the he two. Is I mean, I think the, the two. Better. Yeah, the two teams. I mean, there is massive firepower all over the place. You said good on good, I think was your term, John. It's, it's accurate. There's a lot of good on good. There's a lot of great on great. I mean, there's, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of great on great. But in the end, I believe Hurts carries the day more than Purdy. But I'm not oblivious to the fact, you know, that there was the the the, the, the lone guy that came in here. Uh, there was Johnson that came in here. It's just, I I just assess this this way. We think the Eagles are going to win, but it's probably not as it's probably not as set in stone as we sort of think. think that's that's pretty, all I'm saying. I think it's pretty set. Fa- in is stone. that fair? Like, no, I no. I, I okay. Go ahead. I, I think when when all else is equal, and these teams are pretty evenly matched, you've got incredible rosters. Yeah, you wouldn't know it if you've, you listen to WIP. You've got. <laughs> oh no, I mean I'm being honest with you. You've got incredible rosters. Yep. I, I'm not done. They are evenly matched <laughs> with incredible rosters. Yep. The coaching staffs have been innovative and and at the front end of things, staying ahead of their opponents all year long. But they've got a rookie under center. We have the MVP. That's that's very disparate. I that, I agree, John. That is a huge contrast, and and when you boil it down, the guy who's going to touch the ball more and make all the decisions, I have total faith in our guy. Yep. They still don't know what they have in theirs. All right, look two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four to weigh in on this second topic, and then right to the phones. More disrespect. More disrespect. John, I don't know what this organization needs to do to get proper respect. Look, Jalen's a finalist for MVP, and he deserves to be. And I think he should be the MVP, and we know he won't be because he missed those two games, and we just we can just smell it in the air. Mahomes going to win it. It's going to be raw from Hurts. But congratulations to Jalen as one of the finalists for MVP. But, John, an absolute outrage, an absolute outrage that Nick Sirianni, and this, this news came out about a half hour ago, um, is is not named one. No, forget winning the award. He's not named a finalist for coach of the year. Three uh, possibilities here for who's going to be coach of the year. Finalists are for the New York Giants. Brian, now remember, it's the regular season award. Don't have to do it the playoffs. From the Giants, Brian Dable. From the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan. From the Jags, Doug Peterson. Love Doug. He didn't do as good a job. In, in it, he was in one of the worst divisions in football. They made the playoffs largely because they were in a horrendous division. They their defense that you well, their defense in the very end really ruled the day because they basically won him that game to get him the playoffs in the final game. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, here's the question I'd ask. What more did Nick Sirianni have to do? Did he have to go 14 and 0 before Hertz got injured? Did he have to go one and one without him? I, I just like, I, I don't, I, I don't understand what the people that compile this and it's voting, obviously, 
I don't understand what they don't understand. The, the Eagles didn't go all out intentionally in the two games Hurts was not there because they knew they had a buffer to still get the one seed. It was, in my opinion, smart. I mean, it was also predicated on they'd gotten off to a 13-1 start, which meant they had earned the ability to kind of slow it down and back their way in and try to preserve people's bodies and bring Hurts back at a reasonable time. Like, what did Nick Sirianni need to do? What did he need to do better? What did he need to do better to be a coach of the year? I, I don't. I, I. I literally don't. Like, can I, what, can I throw something your way? Something interesting, if you think about sure. it, in terms of of preseason expectations and all that. Yeah. If you look at win totals, yep. The Eagles' win total was nine and a half coming into the season. Yep. So Sirianni won fourteen games. That's four and a half over what was expected. The Giants' win total was seven. So Dable won two more than his expected win total. Uh, Shanahan, 10, three more than his expected win total. The Jaguars, six. Doug won three more. Yeah. Sirianni won a game and a half more than his expected win total. Like, what a, Four like, and a half. A game and a half more than the more others. More is what I'm yeah, saying than, than the, the others. others. Yeah. Like, what, like, what, like, what other? James, great point. Look, I, it just, I, I know, you know, Kelsey said all these years ago, uh, we don't care, you know, what they think of us. We do. I mean, we do. I care. I heard this news an hour ago and it freaking ticked me off. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying Sirianni's Don Shula. I, I don't know. Time will tell. I know this. He did an exceptional job this year. He absolutely deserved to be a finalist. And it is stunning to me that there continues to be this level of disrespect for the Eagles operation. Hassan Reddick, by the way, not named Defensive Player of the Year finalist. Three dudes got there. Bosa obviously is. And that's, know, that's ridiculous. I mean, Bosa's going to win it. Parsons got there instead of Reddick. And the and the Chiefs defensive tackle Jones got there instead of you know I just look I, I don't know the Jones guys much I mean obviously I know he's a great player I don't know who's be- I really don't I know this in the end in the end Reddick was better than Parsons this year he just was well the stats tell you that tell you yeah he was more productive so we want to hear your, your thoughts not only on are we taking the Niners a bit you know for granted and, and a little too lightly but just your your basic reaction to Sirianni's not going to be coach of the year not even a finalist. Reddick's not going to be defensive player of the year, not even a finalist. I mean, the whole thing's nuts. To the phones, 215-592-9494, Joe in Mayfair. What's up, Joe? Well, I'm a little ticked off. You know, it's more ammunition for this team going into Sunday, which they don't even need anyway. But, you know, Brandon Graham, double-digit sacks, best of his career coming off a torn Achilles, not a finalist is a joke. Um, I don't think Nick Sirianni was nominated. If he would have beaten the Saints or the Cowboys with a backup quarterback, probably. But, you know, Shanahan – did a lot with a third stringer, and this team is stacked, Joe. I mean, from top yeah. to bottom, we have the most talented roster. So, Joe, you know what I'm I not, think that, that that's a big part of what hurt him. You know, people, yeah, I do. People who are judging this are looking at Shanahan going undefeated no for his final twelve games, regardless of what happened at quarterback, and Nick Sirianni. I believe, I think we all believe, because he didn't go all out. With his backup quarterback, right. yeah, that put his backup quarterback at a disadvantage. He didn't look as elite as maybe you know Brock Purdy no did question. in those games. Joe, so. Joe, I'll tell you something that reminds me of, and, and you'll probably remember this, Joe, because you know you and I are about the same age. I think you're a little older. Penn State got jumped in the polls in 1994 by Nebraska, and it happened. Uh, and of course, it was one of the great Penn State teams of all all time. And it happened at a time when uh, Joe Pod played that team. Yeah, I mean, that team was amazing. And Joe Pod made the decision he wasn't going to run up to score on some fool. I forget yep. what team it was. So the, the Penn State didn't run up to score. Nebraska was running up a score one particular week. 
Joe Paul put the backups in. Nebraska didn't. The polls flipped. Nebraska went to one. They never relinquished it, even though Penn State was sensational. And my point is, where it's similar is, the Eagles didn't need – they literally, let me hear – they didn't need to go all out down the stretch because they knew they had three games to win one. Yeah, I, I, They didn't need, the they didn't need show, to. But- but but Joe, he 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 did have a horrible coaching game. You can't let the Saints come into your building and, and win with that wreck of a team. I think that if they win that game, it's a different story. Joe, that's probably true. And... But consider this: then then what you're saying, and I think it's fair. Sirianni had one bad game out of seventeen. One. No, what I'm saying is, so he loses. Denier, I believe Jalen Hurts carried this team more than Nick Sirianni did. So I, I'm going to go there. But with the 49ers guys, they only have one guy on the defensive line. Bosa, and you have Lane Johnson going up against him, or any anybody in the offensive line. You run the football at Nick Bosa. That's all. The other guys don't scare you at all. We have a better offensive line. We have better wide receivers. We have a matching tight end. We have matching running backs. You're playing at home, and you have an MVP quarterback versus a quarterback who's played nobody in the second half of the season, and he is average at best. I'm sorry, I'm not taking the Niners for lightly. They got some talented players on that team. They got a talented head coach of that team. But when you control the line of scrimmage and our offensive line across the board is much better than our defensive line across the board and our D-line is definitely better than our O-line, when you win the trenches and then you have an MVP quarterback, you're not losing. We don't have Donovan McNabb playing quarterback. You have Jalen Hurts, who is very smart, will not turn the ball over, will do anything to get a first down, and will do anything to win this game. They are not losing to the Niners at home. This is the biggest lock. We're not taking them away. The Niners are good. But they're not playing this stacked team in the Philadelphia Eagles, and we win by double digits. All right, Joe. We'll be over by the end of the third quarter. All right, I got you. I'm just telling you, John, that call right there, that's my guy that's taking it for granted. That's my guy. He just said, quote, the biggest lock, two-and-a-half-point point spread. Ask yourself realistically, is it really, quote, the biggest lock when it's a two-and-a-half-point point spread? That, that guy, Joe, and I love him, that's my guy. That's my point. Let's go to Dennis in Springfield right now. Dennis, are you taking it as for granted as Joe and Mayfair just did? Well, I'm not going to say it's a lock, but I think when all is said and done with five minutes left in the game, we're, we're, we are up ten points. I agree. I and, believe we're that much better. Uh, yeah. They're really good. I, I mean, sometimes you just have to accept that your team is really, really good and, and is and is capable of doing tremendous things. Well, the Eagles and, and are great. They're, I mean, the Eagles. And, and that's what I got to. Yeah, and that's yeah. how I feel. And uh, John's point earlier about our receivers against their secondary with with Hurts quarterback, and obviously that to me that's the biggest mismatch mismatch mix, mismatch in the game. I, that that secondary is not that great. I mean, they did. Their defense is predicated on their on Bosa and their linebackers, and, and the secondary kind of cleans up. Yeah, they're helped a lot by the pass rush, and they've been you know they had a cornerback injury uh, partway through the year that they've got a guy out there you know like Josiah Scott. They are playing with a Josiah Scott out there on the field, and we are past that point. We're you know we're healthy enough yeah. that we don't have to endure that. That's a that's a major mismatch. Although Blankenship, to be fair, it's not like he's great. You know he's hanging in there as best he can, but it's not like he's stellar. 
Yeah, their safeties are kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more of that tarp. Remember, what was that guy's name? Just, just Kwaski. Yeah, he was with them, and then he was here, and then he wasn't with either of them. I mean, no more tarps out there. You know, we haven't talked about the way we talk about our front, yeah. our offensive line being so dominant, and their defensive line being at a disadvantage because they've got one big guy, you know, in Nick Bosa, yep. who is head and shoulders better than the rest of them. But, man, those linebackers – Fred Warner yeah. is unbelievable, and getting Dre Greenlaw back, that uh, that that's part of their front. You know that makes it harder for our offensive linemen to climb to that second level and cover those guys up. So these linebackers should be noted; they are excellent. Yeah, they are. They're very, very good. Let's talk to Barry right now. Yo, Barry. Good morning. How you doing? Super. Your turn to talk, Barry. All right. I'm going to preface this by saying, Joe, you're an excellent, excellent radio host. I suppose uh, I'll I, say thank you, but I feel like something bad's coming. Right. Yeah, is there <laughs> a bot? Lay, 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 the, lay the hammer down. Go ahead. Hammer the hammer. Go ahead. You, but you confuse confidence with hubris. Okay? Okay. So it's our time, dude. It is our time. So we know what you do well. You use this radio program as sort of a therapy couch for yourself. I actually agree with that. Because yeah. but here's so you, the deal, Barry, when you just say what you said, oh two, oh three, and oh eight went through my mind. Because I thought yeah. those three years were our time also. I thought the Phillies after game three of the World Series, I thought that was our time. This is what you do so well, Joe. I'm just so being honest. Are, yeah. No, but you're outstanding at pulling facts out of the past. You're, that's what makes you so good as a radio host. Well, thank you. But I wouldn't want you in my dugout, <laughs> and I wouldn't want you in my locker room because there comes a point where you have to accept that it's our time. Now, it, it's there's a difference between hubris and confidence, and confidence is just it's measured, and hubris is reckless. Yeah, I so, agree. Dude, I, I agree with that. Dude, let it go. If you've been down there watching this football team sure. the last couple of weeks, th- there's an it factor there. I, I, agree, I agree with you, Barry. I think there's an it yeah. factor, too. I agree with that. And, and but, you, but, my, but my point is, if you had watched the Niners as much as you watched the Eagles in the last 12 weeks, yeah. you, you, you know, you, you might, and if, especially if you were a Niners fan, you might be saying, there's, a, there's an it factor with this Niners team also. I mean, you know, to be real. We're home, and we have Jalen. Oh, I agree with you. I think that is the differentiating factor. Listen, Barry, fast. But, but, go ahead. So outstanding at pulling factoids, and I do respect you for that. You're, you're an awesome radio host. But, again, you. Uh, when you look to your left and your right in a dugout or a locker room, you're looking for confidence, and this is why we're going to get it done. We're, I- we're not looking for – this is why we might not get it done. Okay. Listen, Barry, fair and fascinating phone call. Appreciate it. 215-592-9494. Coming up, speaking of fascinating, in the midst of, a, of an Eagles run and, and the real possibility of a championship and talking about it today in the NFC title game, um, <laughs> the confluence of not one but two former Philadelphia stars uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the crosshairs today. Scott Rowland to the Hall of Fame, Ben Simmons to the Wells Fargo Center. Scott Rowland to the Hall of Fame, 
Ben Simmons tonight for the second time as an active player with the Nets to the Wells Fargo Center. We'll talk about both of those storylines next. Rock all your calls as well. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Hey, let me tell you about PI Dental Center. With decades of experience in complex dental treatment, and I've personally been a patient at PI Dental for over 20 years, my mom for over 30 years. Dr. Glenn Wolfinger and Dr. Robert, Robert Slough, they're awesome. They are awesome at what they do. Board-certified prosthodontists, they specialize in the restoration and replacement of teeth. They specialize in helping you out if you've got a mouth that's giving you problems. Maybe you don't like how you look. Maybe you don't like how you chew. Maybe you got pain. Whatever it might be, PI Dental can help you. Originators of the teeth in a day, a revolutionary treatment that delivers fixed teeth on the same day as the implants are placed for dramatic transformations in a mere one day. Visit PIDentalCenter.com. That's PIDentalCenter.com to request a complimentary new patient evaluation. Well, it's big time in Philadelphia sports. I mean, we got a cha- we got a parade championship uh, opportunity in the next three weeks. I mean, imagine that we could have a parade. Um, it really could happen, and and I actually think it will happen. But I I I just caution people to not take it for granted too much, and especially this game. I mean, San Francisco is very very good. I mean, you don't win twelve in a row, and I know they haven't beaten the toughest foes. I get it. But I don't think they're a fraud like Minnesota was a fraud. I think San Fran's legit. They got some big-time players, as John called them earlier this week, mega-watt stars. And uh, it's going to be a challenge Sunday, and it's certainly something that should not just be assumed like the birds are going to win, no doubt. Let's go to the phones, 215-592-9494. We'll get to the Scott Rowland thing this segment. We'll get to the uh, Ben Simmons thing this segment. If you don't know, Ben Simmons back in town. Uh, <laughs> John, I guess the Ben Simmons watch isn't as hardcore as last year, you know, when he's coming back not to play. And then earlier this year when he came back to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but, look, it's still a thing. It's still Ben Simmons. We'll get to that shortly. Let's go to Kenny right now. What's up, Kenny? Joe, 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 Joe. Hey, John. Hi. Joe, Joe, Joe. Kenny, Kenny. Kenny, I Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. Stand. <laughs> I can't stand when a radio host says we are being overconfident. Let me tell you something. We aren't playing in the game. Joe DeCamera is not playing middle linebacker. That's true. We can be as confident as we want because we are fans. Don Ritchie, when you prepared for a playoff game, did you say, hmm, Kenny in Section 228 thinks we're going to win? Uh, that would be a no. I didn't. Yeah. yeah so we can be as overconfident as sure. we want because we're fans. We're passionate. Don't be that third grader walking around telling everybody there's no Santa Claus. Be, let us enjoy the moment. We're on a high. We're, we know we're a better team. We feel great about ourselves. We're going to go into this game. We want the fans whipped up into a frenzy. Sure. And right now, all you're doing is kicking us into you-know-what. Stop it. We are overconfident because we're feeling ourselves I right don't know. Now, I don't know how and was... we are fans. So how am, I, fans. how am I supposed to respond to that? Just say, okay, no problem. Just disregard the fact San Fran's won 12 in a row. Just That's it? Well, because we're the number one seed. I know. And, and, they're, at, I, and they're the number they're two fans seed. to be shaking in their boots. The other way around. Other way around. All I right. never worry. I never worry about them. They should be worrying about us, and that's how you should feel right All now. All right, Kenny. They should be worried about. All us. right, buddy. I got you. I mean, it's, 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 score one for the fans, John. I'm positive they're really worried about <laughs> us. They should be. Yeah, and, and by the way, I think Sirianni has his own form of worry. I mean, listen. Uh, here, I was going to say Chris Bosa. Bosa coming off. Which Bosa is it? Is it Joey or Nick? It's Nick. It's Nick. So Nick Bosa coming off the edge. I mean, that, that's a dude to worry about. And they will have a plan. And can I just say this? And, and it and, helps that he is the yeah. most worrisome of those defenders because right. you can turn your protection that way and you can help out right. on him. That's different than our defense. No, this no, is I, a major, a yeah, major yeah. differentiation. 
You got four guys with double digit sacks. You got one guy with 18 and a half. No question. It's it's. An, I, I will say. Look, I know people sometimes get tired of me referencing 02 and 03, but those were scoring games. Just know this: big part of the reason, James. You'll remember this. Big part of the reason the Eagles lost those games. Edge rusher. 02. Without a doubt. 02. Simeon Rice. Oh, he was big game, guys. Simeon Rice had a big game in 02 for Tampa. 03. Julius Peppers. Had a big game for Carolina. Also so impossible. Right, I'm just block. saying, like, yeah. and, and Bosa's, you know, of that ilk, if not better. So I'm just. I don't know. He, he's really good, though, man. He is really good. He's really, really good. 215-592-9494. All right, Seltzer, you pick it. You've been here your whole life. Ben Simmons or Scott Rowland? Which are we taking a bite of the apple off first? Oh, Ben Simmons. John Ritchie, Ben Simmons in town tonight. How do you feel? What What is going through you? I despise him. I, I want to see him do poorly. You don't you don't feel it you don't feel the thing though as much as a couple months ago, right? Uh not as much. And it bothers me that Joel might be out of this game again. You know, they haven't played on the same court in <laughs> how long? It's just well, like ever. It, it never as opponents never times up. Yeah, you have to see a six or scrimmage I hate back in that. the day. I Joel better get the foot right to where he can actually yeah. get out there and show Ben up. That's my hope. Seltzer, Ben in town tonight. Uh, The edge is coming off a little bit. How do you feel? Yeah, the edge has come off a little bit, but I I still hate the guy. I just hate him. That has not changed. My feelings about him have not softened, have not changed, whatever. Like, can't stand him. So, I'm excited. It is a little less intense overall, but I I really am excited to see Joel again. Well, look, I'm excited to see. Look, Sixers are on a roll. I mean, great job by them. We didn't talk much about it with everything going on on the Eagles, but, you know, the Sixers going out west, winning five in a row. First time since 84. It's a big accomplishment. That's a big accomplishment. Now, some of the games were close, and some of those teams weren't spectacular teams. Some. I mean, it yeah, was three like of one point, one point, <laughs> one point. That was... that was nuts. Two in a row at one point there. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, I think part of what changes the dynamic on the Ben thing is also, I'll just, I'm in a better mood about the Sixers than two months ago when he was here. Because James Harden's playing, like, really good. And Joel wasn't playing the last time he was here. Well, too. yeah, no, I we mean, don't. That matters. Yeah, we don't know if definitively if he'll play tonight true, or not. We'll true. see. But they're playing better than being the Sixers. By the way, the Nets are also playing better, but not in the recent time since Durant went out. Look, these two teams could face each other in the playoffs. One thing I'm curious from everyone, if you're headed down to the game tonight, do you think you can actually maintain the level of boo, right? Boo, you bum, as two months ago, as last year? I think it's an impossibility. It it, it won't be as intense. But I'm curious, if you're headed to the game, do you have the mindset to be as intense as you were the first time he was here when he didn't play or the second time he was here when he did play? 215-592-9494. We'll get to the Scott Rowland thing in a moment. Tom's with us right now. Yo, Tom. Gentlemen, how's it going today? Hey, buddy. Great, Tom. How you doing? Super. I don't care about Ben Simmons. I have never cared about Ben Simmons. I want to talk about the birds. I find that uh, hard to believe, but that's your word. Okay. <laughs> you've never you've never cared. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I congratulations to Jalen. I think I mistakenly called him Jamal yesterday. I don't know what I was thinking. I always attribute everything to senility. It's getting older and older, and I make mistakes. Okay. But, um, yeah, congratulations to Jalen for being nominated for uh, you know an MVP. I think it's well-deserved. Uh, I don't think he's going to win it, but no, congratulations to him. Um, I, Joe, I think when you were talking about that 94 season with Penn State, I think that was a game against Indiana that Penn State uh, took it easy in the second half and took their foot off the gas 
and Indiana scored some late touchdowns. Yeah. It yep. didn't matter. And it, it, it counted against Joe Paterno because, and, and the team because, yeah, and it was ridiculous that it did because that team was so good. Well, and it's, and it's, voters, and it's voters being dumb, and that's my point with yeah. the way the voters assembled the top three finalists here. They're, just, well, they're being yes, dumb. That's why, that's, what, that's why I'm glad that they went to some sort of a playoff system because Paterno wanted to play Nebraska so bad know, that year that he couldn't play him. I know. But, I mean, Kajana Carter should have been the uh, – Heisman Trophy winner that year, a guy averaged over seven yards a game, but uh, seven yards a carry. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't give it to him because Joe Paterno kept taking him out in the second half because they were blowing teams out. That's correct. And he, yeah, and he took his foot off the gas. So, um, but he got he got he got robbed by that. Um, I forgot to mention this when I called yesterday. Uh, I think John, you're the one who's like really big about um, uh, the Eagles taking the ball right when they win the coin toss. No, no, I <laughs> I preferred getting the ball when I was a player. But oh, okay. I understand the, the the thought behind doing what they do with the deferment. Well, I don't know. I didn't know if you saw the uh, story from uh, the uh, press conference on Monday, but Nick was talking about the possibility. He said he's going to consider possibly taking the ball. Yeah, Tom, but that, I'll tell you this. I, I've heard enough. Appreciate the I'd call. I like that. I've heard I enough mean, coach I'm speak. I'm okay with it. He, he, he didn't mean it. He was asked the question, and he's, uh, yeah, we can we consider it all. Seltzer, we're going to consider it all. Yeah, yeah. That's maybe. all that answer was. That's yeah. But that's all. I mean, it's all well, it is. It's possible. It's possible they view this. <laughs> Look, Ross. Ross had a good point with us yesterday. This is probably the most important get up on the team early uh, experience that we've seen this season. You get this 49ers team in a mode where they can't be the balanced. Hey, we're going to run, run, play action off the run then they're at a real disadvantage, especially with this quarterback. You get up by two touchdowns. Like, you you choose to receive the opening kickoff. You drive down, you score a touchdown. You get a stop. You you score again. Then they will second-guess the, their approach. They're going to have to get into a different type of mode that puts us at a real advantage. So maybe he is thinking this. I, I'll be stunned if they go that way. I'm just – I mean, after two years of not unlikely, doing it. Yeah. But I, – I think we'd do well with it. We shall see. 215-592-9494. By the way, you know, in the midst of the conversation and part about the disrespect that, uh, you know, the Eagles are getting as a team, Hurts is getting as a quarterback, Sirianni is getting as a coach, let me say this. Congratulations are in order to Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni because it was just announced minutes ago from the Maxwell Football Club. Jalen Hurts has been named the Maxwell Football Club's Burt Bell Award winner for Professional Player of the Year, and Nick Sirianni was just named the Earl Greasy Neal Award winner for the Coach of the Year. Maybe that's a little tete-a-tete there, John. NFL announces their finalists. Yeah. Maxwell Awards are like, hey, clear way! Let me show you how it's really done. Look, I think they got it right. I do. I think they got it right. Those those other coaches are very deserving to be considered strongly, right? But I, I just don't know what Sirianni could have done better. I don't think Hurts could have done anything better. I think Mahomes is a remarkable player. I just believed watching the games this year that Jalen Hurts deserved to be pro player of the year and Sirianni deserved to be pro coach of the year. I think it's outrageous that they're ne- neither is going to win the, the official league award, but I congratulate him for winning the Maxwell Football Club's award. I think they deserve it. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Jeff in yeah, Wilmington right now. What's up, Jeff? Yo, guys. What's going on? Hi, Jeff. First off, um, Joe, yesterday when you got word that Spielberg was directing his own movie, <laughs> I could just see the steam and the smoke coming out of your brain from yeah. all the neurons popping off. Yeah, uh, that, that, didn't sit, that didn't sit right with me. That's, that's that, a... was, 
Now, but that's right up your alley, though. <laughs> yeah, it's it definitely is. a Joe move. Yeah, exactly. Um, one, I hate Ben. I hate Ben Simmons. Um, I, he did everything possible to get out of here, and I really don't care what happens to him after this. We should. I hope we blow him out. He just. I don't know. The guy just sits. It's wrong with well, knowing that Durant, yeah, look, knowing that Durant won't play, the Sixers likely. Well, we got to see Embiid status, so that that'll that'll. True. You know, it's it's unfortunate. True. I mean, look, let's be real. The game would have more intrigue if Kevin Durant was going to play and if Joel Embiid was definitely yeah. going to play. Durant, yeah. we know, will definitely be out. Yeah. Um, as far as the the guys getting, you know, not getting the nod for Coach of the Year, you know, MVP and all that stuff. Do you think it's like? one of those things where it's an anomaly like oh my god these guys played so well but there's other guys that who votes on this is what i want to know who votes on the coach of the year i think it is the associated press writers but john seltzer someone help me here um actual voters for the it's ap thing right James? ap yeah so it's the ap yeah. football writers correct yeah. yeah okay yeah i mean to go and the, and from, the, and the, and the know, league and the league permit like that's is this a league sanctioned award it We're, is the accepted award. No, like I know. I the, just, the, I just wonder: is it sanctioned by the league? Oh yeah, it, I mean they do a show and, and announce the winners and stuff. I believe so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, like, I, I don't know. It's odd because these both of these specific awards, the players leap so far ahead from where they were the year before, and neither te- and the team wouldn't be where they are without either one of them. I mean, yeah, Jeff, and the thing close. I keep, the thing I keep coming back to. And I actually mean it mostly as a rhetorical question. What could Sirianni or Hertz have done more? Nothing. What could they have done better? I mean, you know, obviously the team didn't play well when uh, Hertz wasn't in there. Yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> but and uh, real quick, as far as confidence goes, um, I'm okay with all of us as fans being confident. Like Kenny said, you know, the guys in the guys on the field aren't worried about what we're thinking. They're, you know. Hey, if they want to use that as motivation that they're getting dissed by, you know, the the writers and whatever about not not being the top uh, team or whatever, then do it. That's up. That's on them. You know, they need to use that. But as far as what we're looking at, what we're seeing, the Eagles are a much better team all the way around, everywhere. Well, not everywhere. The Eagles are a better team, and they're a better team for one specific reason: quarterback. It's not an everywhere thing. They're a better team because of quarterback. 215-592-9494. Speaking of that quarterback, we have to give away today a Jalen Hurts signed mini helmet. You have the chance to win a Jalen Hurts signed mini helmet today, courtesy of Window Nation. Now, John, it's back on this date in uh, 1961, I believe it was. 101 Dalmatians came out. And, John, in honor of, uh, of 101 Dalmatians and, of course, uh, you know, a, a number and a title there, John, I'm curious from you and Seltzer and everyone today, at 215-592-9494. Best thing ever put together. Best thing ever produced. It's got a title with a number in it. A lot mm. of ways to go. A lot of ways. You got your 300s. You, okay. got, you got your songs like uh, uh, One. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I, I could rattle them off here. You could. What's the you best? What, what's the best? Uh, this is not uh, Mount Rushmore, yep. but Jimi Hendrix. It's got two numbers in there. If six was nine. Sometimes we got Jimmy playing it coming back from break, and you usually okay. Oh, you'll probably hear that song it. coming back. I would say. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, seltzer number uh, in a title, something great, or maybe less so if you're not looking to take Mount Rushmore. I'm not. Got? I'll go with a little Philly tie. How about Twelve Monkeys? 
Uh, Twelve Monkeys. Yep, uh, that was that was about twenty years ago or so. Yeah, yep. really good movie. Look, yeah, like underrated. You never talk about it, but and Philly, of course, is yep. part of it. A lot of ways to go here. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I don't even know if it technically counts because the movie Seven isn't even really spelled Seven. What do they got in there? Something's backwards or something. Isn't like the there's like I an, don't remember. Yeah, I think if I you mean, look it's it up, Seven though. I know it's like a three. Yeah, there's something weird in in the title, but it's essentially Seven. Look, give us a great answer. Today, best thing ever with a number and a title can be a song, can it can be a movie, can be a television show. A um, lot of ways to go. Uh, all of it, of course, a two one five a book, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. All right, let's get to the Scott Rowland thing here. So uh, before I do, I'll just present the Twitter poll question of the day and say the question is a very simple one today. Should Scott Rowland have made the Baseball Hall of Fame? A yes, B no. You can vote at Sports Radio. WIP on Twitter. He did make the Baseball Hall of Fame yesterday. He barely made it. He got, I believe it was four votes more than uh, was required. But So he barely got there. It was, I think, his sixth uh, year of eligibility. I think the simple answer is no. Look, Scott Rowland was a terrific player. And I actually disassociate my Phillies fandom from this thing. I mean, this is an awkward one for us. Because Scott Rowland obviously is a player that, uh, you know, it was a very bizarre complicated, twisting reality of his time here in Philadelphia sports and the way he's viewed thereafter. I, I'm, I'm enough of a baseball fan to know, and actually an admirer of the way the guy played, to know he was a great player. Like I'm not taking that away from him. He was a great player. He's one of the great defensive players of his era. I mean, eight gold gloves is remarkable. He really was an amazing defensive player. He was also a very complete player. You know, there was nothing you'd say was a discernible weakness. It's not like he was a guy with a low batting average, career batting average of 284. It's not like Schwarber goes up there and hits 205. You know, he was a guy that could run the bases. I mean, he was the guy that would take a walk. Like, he, he was – there was no discernible weakness in his game. He was a very good player. But he wasn't a great enough player to be a Baseball Hall of Famer. And I think this is another example of baseball, and various sports have done this, lessening their standards for the Hall. Guys, I have a tough standard. I won't put Jimmy Rollins in the Hall of Fame. I won't put Chase Utley in the Hall of Fame. And there's a lot of people around here that believe they should. Scott Rowland, to me, not a Hall of Famer. And I'll make it this simple. How many times was he in the top ten of MVP? And remember this, MVP is just within his own league, meaning the National League, or, you know, if you're in the American League for some time, right? It's only half It's only half the total league. He was in the top ten of MVP one time. Once. One time. How many times was he in the top 19 of MVP? One time. No, top 19 two times. So it's like he was 20th the one time. No, he was 20th twice. Okay. So the bottom line is you got two top 19s. You got one top 10. You got no number ones, no number twos, no number three. He just doesn't pass the eye test. Seltzer, you saw his whole career. I mean, not every game, but, you know, you saw the Scott Rowland thing, Hall of Famer or not. No, it's the Hall of Very Good now. And even in Harold Baines's case, the Hall of Good. Uh, It's just, you know, I I used to really, truly care about the Baseball Hall of Fame. It was something that I – I took pride in knowing about it. I used to watch all the videos, yep. the Mel Allen, all that stuff. I loved it. I loved it. I couldn't be more out on the base. I, I honestly have gotten to the point where I used to get really angry about this. Like, just like, whatever. Don't care. I mean, Bonds isn't in and Roland's in. Like, sure. It, yeah. it, it is a joke. And, and by the way, you know, <laughs> this is a weird one. We're all riding high with the Phils these days. We, we, we love them, right? I mean, they made us so proud. I don't know, man. John Middleton releasing a statement yesterday after the after Scott Rowland made the hall. Yeah, it's like, come on. So here's the statement from Phillies owner John Middleton. He says, on behalf of the Phillies, I want to congratulate Scott Rowland on his election to the National Baseball Hall of Fame, the highest honor that can be bestowed on a player. He richly deserves this award. 
Now, all right, all that's, you know, a nice bouquet of flowers. Here's where it gets really spicy. Seltzer, I need you to John, people are not going to like this, this next sentence. Here we go. The, this is from Middleton. The Phillies look forward to honoring Scott. Oh, brother. For his momentous achievement at Citizens Bank Park this season at a date to be determined. Come on, man. Make way for Scott Rowland Day in 2023 at CBP. Can't wait to boo him. I mean, he might get booed. John, he'll get it booed. It might be Scott Rowland Day get booed. Well, here's another yeah. possibility. He could he could say no to the honor of being honored. Certainly. And honestly, I think he might. I think he might. Yeah, I mean, maybe Middleton knows that he's already accepted, and Middleton's only saying that because he sure. knows Rowland has privately agreed, hey, if I make it, I'll, I'll come to the ballpark. But I'm telling you, more people would boo him than cheer him. That's a very bizarre one right there. So if you want to weigh in on the whole Scott Rowland thing, please do. I mean, it's it's wild. 215-592-9494. I will say, and I always said this for the last 20 years, he was right about the Phillies of that era not spending a proper amount of money to compete. He was right. And I admired the fact that he turned down, I think it was $120 million, I believe it was, uh, to, to go elsewhere because he didn't think the Phillies were committed to winning. And he knew the Phillies had a bad ballpark for his back with that AstroTurf at the vet, and he was willing to take a stand on it. And I actually admired that. But – this guy did not connect with the city, and he's just not a baseball Hall of Famer. He's a really good player. He's a great player. Not a baseball Hall of Famer. Let's go to Craig in D.C. Of course, you can react. Craig, what's going on, buddy? Greetings to the soon-to-be best damn morning show in the world. What's up, fellas? <laughs> Hi, Craig. What's up, Craig? <laughs> I got to change up my title, man. I got to get used to y'all getting ready to make that move. How y'all doing, man? Great. <laughs> We're good, man. All good. Oh uh, man, this is crazy, man. What a what a time for Philly sports, man. I just I've been trying to get in, man, just to just to just to express my love of, of my city, man, and just I mean, it's just we we are literally at an equinox point where I mean when you look at what the Sixers are doing, I mean, even the Flyers are doing pretty good and just the Eagles and just in general, you know, everything that's happening. My God, Temple, shout out to Celsa there, boy. Temple knocked off the number one basketball team on Sunday. I know. <laughs> now the shame of it is they're still probably not crazy. gonna make the tournament. It's just a weird exactly. one. But yeah, but it was a great victory. <laughs> that was crazy, right, right. So yeah, I agree with you guys on the on the rolling thing, man. It's almost like the NBA, man. It's like it, the, they're they're lessening the vigor and the fame of the Hall of Fame, and I just I just think it's crazy. I just don't even understand that. But um, anyway, move on to the Sixers. Um, sure. The thing with Ben Simmons, I don't. I'm curious is have you all heard of Embiid is playing tonight? Because I'm hearing that foot is still bothering him. Do we know if he's we don't we, or... we don't know. Because here's my ultimate thing that I would love to see happen, uh, guys. It's just and B to just dunk on him and just roll him right out of balance and just look down at him and say, here, get some sucker. This is for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I would love to see, see that. We haven't seen I mean, them play against one another. And and I, I know they're that's a gold mine. Just like a lot of the, the, the off looks and, and the interaction, I'm praying Joel I'm gets praying, out there tonight. I, I, I need to see that. All right, Craig, give me got, a big answer, man. A number, a number and a title. Hey, hey, Joe, one more thing real quick sure. on the Eagles, man. Just yeah. let me give you that one last point on the Eagles, man. And it just – I just feel like the disrespect is something that we are going to use as fuel for the fire, baby. So let them keep talking. I agree let with that. Let them keep underdogging us, and let's do it, man. Bergang all the way, 31-17, Like baby. it, Craig. Double point digit. Um, my movie – oh, man, Joe, I was going to ask you. 
did you did you take that off the board or because I was you know I was going to say three hundred. I love yeah, yeah. I, 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 I took it off the board. I love it too. It's a shame yeah. he did that. Yeah. Took it okay. Off the well, board. that's fine. I got I got another one. Uh, let's go, Ocean's Eleven, baby. Ocean's Eleven. You got it, Craig. Appreciate the phone call. By the way, it just happened again about ninety seconds ago. You guys probably don't know what it is. Uh, about 90 seconds ago, John Ritchie, and I'm not blaming John. Uh, millions of people in society do it. He he falsely professed prayer when he hasn't prayed about it. <laughs> he said, I'm, I'm praying that you will play tonight. And, John, I'm going right. to guess. I'm going to guess. And we'll find I'm out. I'm going to pray right now. No, but you hadn't. Oh, he goes in prayer. Oh, yeah. The hands are clasped. Oh, he's praying right now. The this eyes are closed. This is real close. prayer. This is real prayer. Yeah. But this is present tense. This isn't 90 seconds Yeah, ago. when he said it, he was lying. <laughs> Let's just make that clear. Now he can say it after this, and it yes. can be true. How about we just uh, have prayer time as a daily occurrence on the show? We'll all go, a moment Let's of silence. Silent. Yeah. Let me tell you, as a, as, a, as a radio producer, there is nothing worse than silence. Like, even when someone, like, will have a guest on, they'll, like, right. talk slowly for a second. Yeah. You hear that silence, you're, like, diving for the buttons. It's, it's awkward. The, the worst feeling. Yeah, I mean, it makes you feel icky and uncomfortable. And, like, uh-oh, somebody better say something soon. All right, 215-592-9494. Speaking of saying something, Shil Kapati, he'll say something. He'll say a lot. Look, we're going to be heavy on the preview. Eagles, Niners. Shield Capati covers not only the Eagles, but the entire NFL. He knows the Niners inside and out. We'll do a deep dive. Eagles, Niners, the matchup. That's next. Plus, all your phone calls on the birds, on the disrespect. Hurt's going to be a finalist for MVP, but he ain't going to win it. Sirianni's not even a finalist for Coach of the Year for the NFL. What is your reaction to that? Plus, the Ben Simmons thing, Scott Rowland thing as well. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Yo, if you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines, well, now is the time to get in on the action with FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. New customers, bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. That's when you sign up using promo code HAMMER. Promo code HAMMER upon sign up always gets you the best deal. Promo code HAMMER, in this case, $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Obviously, two different games, tons of different ways you can bet. I do think Philly over San Fran is a very good bet. I don't take it lightly, but I think it's the right call with FanDuel Sportsbook. You can bet from the money line to the player props to point spreads and more. Plus, you can also lock it in for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So lock it in using promo code HAMMER with FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 94WIP, and make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <laughs> 